and we're live. You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo at home or on the go because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 65 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I am joined by our co-host, Zach Katz. Hi. As well as our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Greetings. It's our winter holiday special. Yay. And Zach's back. Woo. Return of the Zach. Return of the Zach. Woo. Woo. Here to celebrate with us. Coming down those chimneys. I'm here. I'm queer. I'm bringing the festive cheer. Oh, I just came up with that. <laughs> representing Christmas in one corner, we have Kelly Sharon. Representing yes. Hanukkah in the other corner, we have Zach Katz. Pew, 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 pew. Representing Krampus <laughs> in the other corner, you have me. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I finally this year memorized the whole menorah lighting song, so I'm very proud of myself. Oh my God, cute. That's my holiday development this year. <laughs> Sing it. No singing, especially in Hebrew. Rule number one. I'm not ready to make its public <laughs> debut. <laughs> oh. You have to come to my menorah lighting ceremony at sundown. Okay, okay. I'm really into this sundown labia menorah ceremony. No big deal. Happy holidays, y'all. So before we get going, just a few little reminders and announcements. You guys still have time to check out our ugly holiday sweater visual round on our website. So make sure you do that because that's pretty fun. Also, you have about a week to participate in our contest. As a reminder, if you leave us a five-star review and comment on Apple iTunes, you will be entered to win some really cool merch, some artwork, and an iTunes gift card. So that's super fun. Uh, we love seeing all those reviews. Just to name a few, big thanks to Edomaniac, Shelly667, July Spivy, and Free Willy Forever. All of those reviews are really awesome to read, so keep them coming. We appreciate it. Shelly667 said that we were intelligent and witty. I loved that. Yeah, we really like compliments in our five-star reviews. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> Tell me my voice sounds pretty. <laughs> And then just one more announcement. Our good friends over at Quiz Quiz Bang Bang launched a Twitch channel, which is super fun. If you look them up on Twitch TV, they're under Quiz Bang Pod, and you can follow them and be alerted when they do cool stuff. After the holidays, we're hoping to collab with them on that, so more later. But congrats to them on that launch. Woo! All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is asthma snot. A-S-T-H-M-A-S-N-O-T. And the question or clue that goes along with this anagram is... What German-born American cartoonist is widely credited with creating the modern depiction of Santa Claus? 
His first published illustration of Santa Claus appeared in 1863 for Harper's Weekly. Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Elf Life. In celebration of essential workers over the holiday season, this general knowledge round consists of answers that include the letters E-L-F in order. Question number one. What William Shakespeare romantic comedy centers on Sebastian and his twin, Viola, a cross-dressing heroine who captures the affections of Countess Olivia while disguised as a page? Question number two. Who are the slender, elvish humanoid characters who possess the ability to dream fast in the 1982 cult fantasy film The Dark Crystal? Question number three. What former frontman of the 1980s new wave band Oingo Boingo went on to be an award-winning soundtrack composer, frequently working with directors Tim Burton, Sam Raimi, and Gus Van Sant. Question number four. What type of government support and social assistance program originated in Imperial Germany in 1889? Question number five. Often associated with bats, what is the part of a church steeple in which the bells are housed? Question number six. What number one mainstream punk rock hit song was released in 1994 by The Offspring and opened with the lyrics, La la, la la la, la la, la la la. Question number seven. Similar to dragonflies, but with slimmer, smaller bodies, what are the shimmery, predatory insects whose nymphs are aquatic? Question number eight. What 2000 dark comedy film was directed by the Farley Brothers and starred Jim Carrey and Renee Zellweger? The film is about a state trooper who suffers a rage-suppressed psychotic breakdown, resulting in a second personality. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, Elf Life. Question number one. The Shakespeare rom-com that centers on Sebastian and his cross-dressing twin who captures affections of a countess is Twelfth Night. This is one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. It's pretty great. I once saw a version of it in a park by a local theater group in LA that did a version of it where all the characters were actually My Little Ponies, but stuck to script. (laughs) What? What? It was amazing. That's awesome. The bronies must have been going wild. Right. Question number two. The elvish humanoid characters in The Dark Crystal who possess the ability to dream fast are... 
Gelflings. I don't know any of the words in this question. <laughs> no idea what this is talking about. What is this? You've never even heard of it? This is catching me so off guard right now. Are you saying you've never dream fasted, Kelly? No. Yeah. Oh my God. You've never heard of Gelflings? Oh, I feel like very in the dark right now. I've been dream fasting the whole time we've been recording. <laughs> I don't know what that is either. That's weird. <laughs> question number three. The former Oingo Boingo frontman who went on to be an award-winning soundtrack composer is Danny Elfman. Zach loves Oingo Boingo. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I like a lot of his soundtracks. For instance, Edward Scissorhands. So gorgeous. So good. Question number four. The type of government social assistance program that originated in 1889 is welfare. Question number five. The part of a church steeple in which the bells are housed is the belfry. Question number six. The 1994 hit by The Offspring that opened with the lyrics, La la la, la la, la la la, la la, is self-esteem. I think they should come out with a holiday version of this that's just fa, la la la, la la, fa, la la la, la la. Yeah, no. I can see it. Yeah, that'd be cute. (laughs) Just an idea. Fa. La la, la la. Fa. La la, la la. Question number seven. Similar to dragonflies, the shimmery predatory insects whose nymphs are aquatic are damselflies. Aren't there damselflies in Animal Crossing? Are there? What? Yeah, there are. They're the things that like are on top of the water, right? Oh. That you catch with a net. I haven't played Animal Crossing in months. My island must be a disaster. I feel terrible. It's like Lord of the Damselflies. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. It's been a while for me. I didn't even get to the swimming part where people were like, we're going swimming now. And I'm like, oh, I missed that boat. I logged in and swam once and then never logged in again. According to this Animal Crossing website, the damselfly is a ruthless predator. Oh, wow. In short... It is not a dinner guest I would recommend, and it is not a menu I could keep down. Ooh. What what is this community, you guys? I don't have Animal Crossing. What the? Question number eight. The Farley Brothers 2000 dark comedy that starred Jim Carrey and Renee Zellweger is Me, Myself, and Irene. The only thing I remember is back when this came out, people still used movie phone, and you'd like call to see what movies were available. Oh my God, I remember that. And you'd wait as they like scroll through all this junk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took forever, but the... That was the worst. For whatever reason, this one, when Movie Phone would say it, it was like the most awkward, me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> and I just remember it was like this inside joke between me and my siblings because we were just mimicking the Movie <laughs> Phone voice all night. And we didn't see it but because we didn't want to, but that was all we needed for the entertainment. <laughs> Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is called Merry Mashups. This wild sleigh ride of a round slays. You will hear a classic holiday song followed by a random other song. Your job is to mix the holiday song title with the artist that follows to create a word mashup. And I have an example. Got a girl with California eyes, and I thought that she could really be the one. 
So the first song you heard was Deck the Halls, and the second song you heard was by the artist Halsey. So the answer is Deck the Halsey, combining the two. One. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in a storm. But if you really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. The fire is slowly dying. If I just lay here, would you lie away? Three. Next year I could be just as good if you check off my Christmas list. When can I see you again? And when can my heart beat again? Four. Five. The children smile, they say, and were they surprised when he rolled his eyes and he came to life that day? There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche, another owner in the night. Blinded by the light. Six. The snow is falling down It's colder day by day I miss you Seven we traverse a far field and fountain more and mountain following yonder star. You know that I be somebody. Someone like you. Eight. Here are the answers for round two, Merry Mashups. Song number one was the Little Drummer Boys to Men, <laughs> combining the Little Drummer Boy and Boys to Men. Song number two, Let It Snow Patrol, combining Let It Snow and Snow Patrol. 
Song number three was Santa Babyface, combining Santa Baby and Babyface. <laughs> you like it? I love it. <laughs> so good. Song number four was Little Saint Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yep. Combining Little Saint Nick and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Song number five was Frosty the Snowman, Fred Man. <laughs> Kelly likes it. Combining Frosty the Snowman and Man Fred Man. <laughs> Song number six was 2,000 Miles Davis. Combining 2,000 Miles and Miles Davis. Song number seven was We Three Kings of Leon. Combining We Three Kings and Kings of Leon. <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks. And song number eight was Run Rudolph Run DMC. Combining Run Rudolph Run and Run DMC. So Kelly could hardly contain herself during this round. I think this might be your favorite music round of all time. Am I right? It might be. I love a good mashup and you put a little Christmas spin, but also some like hilarious artists to imagine with the traditional Christmas songs. It's a good one. It's pretty <laughs> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> also, when you were coming up with this round, you like were like, I might do this. And then you just rattled off three. And I thought you had them in the can the whole time. And you were like, no, I just came up with those. Yeah. You know, not to say this podcast has the best quiz master around, but. hey you just gave me a gift of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> of self-esteem by the offspring. <laughs> I do get on tears where I'm just like, Brrr. Done. And then other times I just like scratch my head for two hours. And I'm like, there has to be more than one sports team. Ugh. Let me think. Is there? <laughs> Yuck. There's that one with the jerseys. I don't know. Mm, that's all I could think of. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> right. No, this one was super fun. Run Rudolph Run by Chuck Berry. He's a total guitar king. There was some good stuff in here. I would love to see a bunch of Rudolphs dressed like Run DMC. I think that'd be really cute. <laughs> yeah. Some gold chains hanging from their antlers. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some four legged tracksuits. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Moving on to round three. Round number three is called Holiday Hunger Games Bring on the Figgy Pudding. This round is on traditional holiday dishes. Question number one. Diners in Tokyo flock to what fast food chain thanks to the popularity of their Kentucky for Christmas marketing campaign? Question number two. What root vegetable is carved and displayed for an annual festival on December 23rd in Oaxaca City, Mexico? Question number three. What is the bountiful food-oriented name of the Christmas Eve celebration in Italy? Question number four. In 1607, the first sip of eggnog occurred in what colony that was the first permanent English settlement in the Americas? Question number five. Dropped in stockings in Canada to represent gold from St. Nicholas, what fruits arrived to North America by the trainful from Japan during the holiday season? Question number six. Sexual selection didn't save them from this fate. 
Prior to turkey, what was the main protein in a medieval British Christmas feast? Question number seven. Fried and tasty to represent the oil lasting eight nights, what Hanukkah side dish is often served with sour cream and applesauce? Question number eight. Made with dried fruits and nuts with a notoriously long shelf life, what traditional dessert was outlawed in the early 18th century throughout continental Europe for being sinfully rich? It later became essential in Victorian tea. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, Holiday Hunger Games. Question number one. On Christmas, Japanese diners flock to the fast food chain, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Duh. I like that you added flock. Yeah. Birds. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm sure their chicken is fine. I don't really go there. But like in general, it's not quality food. It's weird that Japan has this fascination. It's kind of hilarious. But these KFCs sell like wine and cake with their Christmas KFC order. So, you know, (laughs) classing it up. Also, this is like the most embarrassing American export. (laughs) So what's our drinking game bingo for this Lifetime KFC mini movie? Okay, yes. I nominate Secret Recipe to be on the card. (laughs) Oh, yes. So this episode was recorded before, but comes out after the Lifetime movie starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. And it is about his legacy with KFC. Oh my God, I'm so excited. (laughs) We're really excited for this. It's a mini movie. I already wish it was longer. Same. I already know I'm going to be mad when it ends. Yeah. Me too. The secret recipe is going to be breaking hearts, you know? Yes. Yeah, that's the secret is broken hearts. <laughs> when I sent it to our Hiram's Mijas text thread, Kelly just replied back, I'm really worried about Mario Lopez. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it seems off brand. Well, he's doing that Save by the Bell reboot that seems sad. And then this. So I do have questions about his career. (laughs) Now he's resorting to portraying an old Confederate fast food icon. (laughs) It's weird. 2020 is weird. And he uses that like gray paste in his hair, which I love. (laughs) It's actually chicken grease. That's the real secret recipe. Question number two. The root vegetable that is carved and displayed for an annual festival on December 23rd in Oaxaca City, Mexico, is a radish. That sounds like a really thrilling festival. (laughs) Yeah. Also, because radishes are so small, they start to disintegrate within like two hours. (laughs) Oh my God. So people have to like line up and see them really quickly. (laughs) Yeah, it's a time sensitive art installation. It's like a two-hour festival, and then everyone has to cut and run because they start to look nasty. This radish looks like a want it. Festival's over. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Question number three. The bountiful food-oriented name of the Christmas Eve celebration in Italy is Feast of the Seven Fishes. Pop quiz. Kelly, Zach, list seven edible fishes. Go. Uh, Swedish fish. Mmm. 
tasty ones in all seven colors. Done. Oh. <laughs> Boom. The Trader Joe's version is like Norwegian swimmers. And you're like, come on, no. Yeah. So good. Yeah. The Ikea Swedish fish are my favorite. You have to assemble them. They actually come like with the tails in one package and heads in another. And then you're like, where's the gills? <laughs> yeah. Sweden. Question number four. The American colony that was the first site for the first sip of eggnog in 1607 is Jamestown. Not to be confused with the site of the first sip of Kool-Aid, Jonestown. Ooh, but I'm... No, no, no. insensitive much. Sorry about that. (laughs) I could go for some eggnog right now. Yuck, eggnog's nasty. I like it. I don't know. It just feels like diarrhea in a cup. Oh my God, gross. No, I mean, I only drink the ones with liquor. So then it's just a hangover. <laughs> Gross. I'd take a cider over an eggnog any day. I think I'd take a radish. A rotten carved radish. <laughs> mm-hmm. More eggnog for me. Question number five. The Japanese commodity that is Canadian stocking goodies said to represent gold from St. Nicholas is oranges, specifically mandarin oranges. And a fun fact is that they were called Japanese Mandarin Oranges, but immediately after World War II, they became known only as Mandarin Oranges. It's one of those like freedom fries or liberty steaks. Ew. It's not that fun of a fact. I hate it. (laughs) Question number six. Prior to Turkey, the main protein in a medieval British Christmas feast was peacock. That's horrifying. (laughs) I know. It's obvious that eating beautiful or cute animals is frowned upon. Am I right? Yeah. Also, they don't seem that meaty. It seems impractical (laughs) and sad. I mean, I eat meat. And if somebody was like, have some lamb, I'd be like, you're evil. Get out of here. I'm not going to eat a little lamb. Ooh, buddies. I'm not eating any peacock either. Kentucky fried peacock. Doesn't have the same ring. Question number seven. Representing the oil lasting eight nights, the Hanukkah side dish that is often served with sour cream and applesauce is latkes. Mmm, yum. Yum. Hello, (laughs) Jewish cousin of tater tots. You're welcome. Yes. (laughs) So good. I just love the commitment to oil in all Hanukkah. (laughs) Right. It's like, nope, we got to fry everything. Look, I am. Deal. Dang you, I'm in. (laughs) Question number eight. The immortal holiday dessert made with dried fruits and nuts that was outlawed in the early 18th century for being sinfully rich is fruitcake. Call me fruitcake because I'm sinfully rich. Everyone in middle school did. Aw. Fruitcake seems nasty. (laughs) It's so gross. It's got those like gelatinous pockets. It's not good. It's like wet cardboard. It definitely doesn't seem worth the calories. No. Give me a latka. Hell yeah. Moving on to round four. Round number four is called Born Festive. This celebrity pop culture round features famous people with winter holiday, festive sounding names. Question number one. What Hollywood starlet was the first woman to win the Grammy Award for Album of the Year in 1961, as well as the first woman and youngest honoree to receive the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award in 1962? Question number two. What Russian-born actor famously portrayed King Mongkut in the Rodgers and Hammerstein stage musical The King and I? Known for his signature bald head, this iconic actor is considered one of the first American film stars. Who is he? 
Question number three. Frequently writing about rural New England life, this American poet is the only poet to receive four Pulitzer Prizes for poetry and was nominated for a Nobel Prize in literature 31 times. Who is he? Question number four. One of the original co-hosts of the CBS daytime talk show, The Talk, this American actress and singer is best known for her roles on 21 Jump Street and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Who is she? Question number five. This Henri British musician fronted the rock band Oasis with his brother, Liam. The two siblings had a notoriously contentious relationship and would often quarrel on stage. In 2009, he announced he was leaving Oasis following an altercation with his brother, Liam. Who is he? Question number six. A variety show regular, this bright-eyed American entertainer took home the Best Actress Tony Award for her performance in 1964's Hello, Dolly. Some of her film credits include Thoroughly Modern Millie and Skidoo. Who is she? Question number seven. Many years after her breakthrough lead role in the teen drama series Veronica Mars, this actress-slash-singer voiced the character Princess Anna in the Disney smash hit Frozen. Who is she? Question number eight. This transgender icon and New York socialite appeared in several Andy Warhol films and was considered a muse of the rock band The Velvet Underground. In 1974, she passed away of lymphoma at the tender age of 29. Who was she? We're going to give you some time to wrap up your answers and then move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Born Festive. Question number one, the Hollywood starlet that was the first woman to win the Grammy Award for Album of the Year, as well as the first woman to receive the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award, is Judy Garland. Question number two, the iconic Russian actor who famously portrayed King Monkut in the Rodgers and Hammerstein stage musical The King and I is Yule Brenner. What is a Yule Log? Because I've made at Yule Logs the cakes, but I imagine that that is modeling something. Yeah, I think it is an actual log. Imagine people would put it on their front steps to, so Santa would know to come there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A log burnt on a hearth. I used to make a Yule Log every year. Really? Cute. They're really fun, but then they can break and then you start crying. Oh, no. Don't cry. Because when you roll it, sometimes the cake cracks. If you don't have the most perfect sponge. I don't have a perfect anything. Question number three. Frequently writing about rural New England life, the American poet that is the only poet to receive four Pulitzer Prizes for poetry is Robert Frost. Question number four. 
former co-host of The Talk, the American actress best known for her roles on 21 Jump Street and Hanging with Mr. Cooper, is Holly Robinson Pete. Question number five. This Henri British musician who fronted the rock band Oasis with his brother Liam is Noel Gallagher. Oasis is an incredible band. They are, but they seem to know it too, which makes them a little less likable. In addition to just like being general jerks to each other, then they would also just be like, hey, the Beatles have nothing on us. So cocky. Gross. Question number six. A variety show regular, the bright-eyed entertainer who took home the best actress, Tony, for her performance in Hello, Dolly, is Carol Channing. Question number seven. The star of Veronica Mars, who voiced the character Princess Anna in Frozen, is Kristen Bell. Question number eight. The transgender icon and New York socialite who appeared in several Warhol films before passing away at 29 is... Candy Darling. Love her. I think most people know her best from the Warhol film Flash. She definitely like took her looks from Marilyn Monroe. Beautiful human, full of character. It's a sad story that she died so young, but when she did die, she was basically like, there's nothing left for me to do, so I'm just dying of boredom, which is kind of an amazing exit. Oh my god. (laughs) She's rad. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What 1979 Cool in the Gang hit song and album of the same title was a play on the popular theme at bars and clubs that attempted to draw in more female patrons, which would in turn also draw in male clientele? Question number two. What American actor was best known for her roles in the 1961 film The Hustler, the 1976 film Carrie, and the 1986 film Children of a Lesser God, all of which brought her Academy Award nominations? Question number three. What occupation did Rosie the Robot have on the animated series The Jetsons. Question number four. Ducks are one of the three types of migratory birds that often fly in a V-shaped formation. List the other two for a half point each. Question number five. John Bonham, Cindy Blackman, and Buddy Rich are all famous what? Question number six. What 1970s American musical sitcom made David Cassidy famous and was loosely based on the real-life musical family, The Cowsills? Question number seven. What 1976 duet released by George Jones and Tammy Wynette was released one year after their real-life divorce, hit number one on the country charts, and includes the lyrics, Honey, that's for you. It's not much, but it's the best that I can do.
it's connection time. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The 1979 Cool and the Gang hit song that attempted to draw in more female patrons at clubs, which would in turn also attract males, is Ladies' Night. Question number two. The actor best known for Oscar-nominated roles in the films The Hustler, Carrie, and Children of a Lesser God is Piper Laurie. He's the guy on House, right? No, that's Hugh Laurie. Piper Laurie's a lady. No, never mind. She's like a redheaded lady. Okay. But she played the mean mom in Carrie. Oh. The meanest mom. (laughs) Question number three. Rosie the Robot's job on the Jetsons was... A maid. I could use a Rosie the Robot right about now because I'm sick of cleaning my own house. (laughs) And she seems like she'd be like COVID-19 friendly as far as being sterile and whatnot. Rosie, hit me up. Yeah. (laughs) I want a robot cleaner. Get us a Rosie here. And not Roomba because those do not work. (laughs) No. They're just more of a nuisance. (laughs) For sure. Ours gets stuck on everything. She gets stuck everywhere. (laughs) Shangela. Yeah, Shangela. She's always popping out of things. Shangela's a mess. And getting stuck on everything. It's so annoying. Yeah, you have to have like the perfect height furniture, no variations in your floor, but no one has that house. Honestly, like if anybody did have that house, it would be gay men. True. Yeah, and God forbid you have a floor rug. We have like one hutch that's just the wrong height and it would just bang into it over and over and over again. (laughs) Is the worst. Quit coming back, girl. He's no good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Question number four. In addition to ducks, the two other migratory birds that fly in a V-shaped formation are swans and geese. And you get half a point for each. Question number five. John Bonham, Cindy Blackman, and Buddy Rich are all famous drummers. All incredible drummers, John Bonham's son, Jason Bonham, actually took over his drumming work in Led Zeppelin and pulls it off. So it's awesome that it stayed in the family. Also, Cindy Blackman was the drummer for a bunch of different projects, but I think most notably she was Lenny Kravitz's drummer, and she's a badass. Cool, cool. Cool. (laughs) Question number five. The 70s American musical starring David Cassidy was The Partridge Family. Question number seven. The George Jones-Tammy Wynette hit duet released one year after their real-life divorce was Golden Ring. I love that they continued to collab. That's cute. That's how it should be. And question number eight is the connections between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Ladies' Night. Piper Laurie. Maid. Swans and Geese. Drummers. The Partridge Family. And Golden Ring. And all of those answers contain types of gifts given in the holiday classic 12 Days of Christmas. 
I only want the ladies in the golden rings. Thank you. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Circling back to our bonus anagram of the week, our anagram was asthma snot. How do you feel about that? I don't feel great about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) It's all like respiratory, so, you know. So it makes sense. (laughs) It's just a symptom. (laughs) Yeah. And the questioner clue that went along with this anagram is, what German-born American cartoonist is widely credited with creating the modern depiction of Santa Claus? His first published illustration of Santa Claus appeared in 1863 for Harper's Weekly. And the answer is Thomas Nast. Asthma Snot scrambles up to be Thomas Nast. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is TriviaTimePodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our co-host, Zach Katz, and our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We might even give you a shout out in a future episode. Our background and answer break music this week is Decapod by Andy G. Cohen. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Zach, Lydia, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time, later taters! Gosh, I've got this tickle in my throat. (coughs) I literally just muted to get a tickle out of my throat. That's so funny. But it's just making me drink my whole drink. Our tickles are syncing up. Oh, syncing tickles. That's our (laughs) band name. I hate it. (laughs) So creepy. I hate it too. I know, right? It's not good. It's not good. (laughs) Sort of side note, I was in the grocery store yesterday and it was some version of the I saw mommy kissing. Santa Claus. You know, I hate that song. It's so mm. stupid. And there was a whole verse about tickling Santa Claus. And I was like, excuse me? Ew. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't either. I must have blocked it out. <laughs> I know. I'm like, tickling him where? Because you know the whole thing is just about a kid seeing something that they're not supposed to. That's like this exchange, you know. Ugh. Trauma. <laughs> Traumatizing. I know. No, thank you. That one and grandma got ran over by a reindeer. I'm like, these are not like songs that kids are going to be like, yeah, this is cool. My mom's having an affair with Santa and my grandma just died, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> really messed up. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Therapy for life. The 1994 hit by The Offspring that opened with the lyrics. <laughs> I can't try it. <laughs> Sing it, Zach. Hit it, sister. I don't know what beat to go. Okay. La. Take the mic. La, 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 la. Is that helpful? Is that helpful at all? Perfect. Okay. (laughs) Is self esteem.
which I currently have zero, <laughs> none of. <laughs> Join the club. I've got a zero in the tank as well. Oh, no. Kelly just texted us a picture of her and she's smiling ear to ear. Such a cutie. And she made a Yule log. Wow, it looks so good. With my little meringue mushrooms. Mushrooms so on cute. it. Bark detail and mushrooms. So cute. And some moss. And moss. It looks so good. <laughs> You're a master. You crazy thing, you. Yeah. It's amazing. You're fancy. They're really easy to make. And then you just put a little cocoa powder so it looks like dirt. <laughs> wow. So cute. Good job, Kel. Christmas really brings the best out of all of us. <laughs> I like can't wait until things are normal. And if you want to make that again, I would love to try it. And you can munch into Kel's log in person. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no comments on swans and geese. <laughs> well, UFOs also fly in a V-shaped formation. So there's that. Oh, snap. Uh, so if they have lights, they are not swans and geese. They're aliens. <laughs> Kelly. What? Good to know. There have been a lot of reports of UFOs flying in V-shapes, so. She's hit a wall, you guys. She's hit a wall in a V-shape. <laughs> have you guys started watching this? Do you guys have Apple TV Plus? What? I'm 80. You gotta get it. There's this show on it that's pretty incredible. It's called Earth at Night. It's amazing. It's like planet Earth, but at night. I love nature programming to fall asleep to. But really, more on theme, why you guys absolutely need Apple TV Plus is for the Mariah Carey Christmas special because it's trash guys you guys yeah <laughs> literally though this Christmas special is so it's the best worst thing I've ever seen in my life <laughs> those are big words it's painful remember the New Year's Eve New York performances Oh, jeez. Oh, no. So it's not quite like that. Like, of course, but there's parts of it that are like that. And there's also these effects that are not good effects. At times, it's just really awkward because there's good moments and then bad, really bad moments. Like, you'll be like, what's that hairstyling? Or what are you wearing? Who did the costuming? It's like, it's, it sounds it, incredible. The layers. Guys, you got to watch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Worth watching, worth signing up for Apple TV. Get a free subscription now during Christmas time to watch this crap. <laughs>